Hello and welcome to Step Up, a podcast series brought to you by Tia Fund South Sudan, a Christian charity organization that has been working in the country since the 1970s, tackling poverty through sustainable development and responding to crises with a vision to see people freed from poverty and living transformed lives. Season one of this podcast is focused on the youth in South Sudan, and it will be featuring inspiring conversations about the challenges and experiences of the South Sudanese youth so as to learn from each other and encourage young people to participate in transformative activities that will improve their lives and that of their communities. My name is Rosemary Wilfred. I'm the Media and Communication Manager at TFN South Sudan. I'll be your host for this conversation. Step up. Inspiring young minds. Now, soon after South Sudan's independence from Sudan in 2011, the young nation sank into conflict in December 2013. And barely three years later, renewed fighting also broke out in July 2016. These two consecutive civil wars seriously impacted the new nation, resulting in the loss of lives and mass displacement, which has broken the social fabric of the South Sudanese people. The conflict also created disunity among some communities in the country, further eroding the love and peaceful coexistence the South Sudanese people once embraced. So peace building has become paramount in the country's search for lasting peace and stability. In 2018, the parties to the conflict signed a revitalized peace agreement to end the conflict in South Sudan, and currently several programs and activities are ongoing towards addressing the root causes of the conflict and peace-building initiatives to ensure lasting peace in the country. But how can the youth in South Sudan be part of this process? Well, this is one of the questions we'll be exploring in this second episode of Step Up, where we'll be having conversations about youth and peace building, particularly how young people can be engaged and inspired to be part of the peace building process in this country. Now, joining me for this conversation is Benson Binya, a young self motivated South Sudanese peace building champion working with about 10 youth groups in the capital, Juba, and the surrounding suburbs, carrying out several activities to foster peaceful coexistence. He will be talking about what he does, some of the gains he and his group have made so far, and how other young South Sudanese can do similar activities in their respective communities. Welcome, Benson, and thank you so much for being here with us. Could you tell our audience more about yourself and the peace-building activities that you and your group are engaged in? My name is Benson Benya. I have now taken two and a half years in peace building, both at the community level and at the national level. At the community level, I work with um, more than 10 youth groups. That is my team, and uh, we are located at almost all the major residential areas in Juba. We preach uh, peaceful coexistence in our communities. We also promote the importance of youth in peace building, both at the community and the national level. We are also working to see that uh, there is a relationship in leadership or linkage between youth and leaders. So at the community level, I have a team of 10 youth groups and 18 peace clubs. 
and at the national level I have one youth group that we are engaging with in, the, in, in chapter 6 of the permanent constitution-making process of South Sudan. At the community level, we do peace forums. I think between uh, 2021, July, until now, we did more than 34 peace forums where we talk about forgiveness and reconciliation. So community peace forums is one. We also do football tournaments, and we did that in, in a Juba community where we did a peace tournament. It brought a lot of youth from all the parts of Juba. Uh, we did intergenerational dialogues in communities like Gumbo and Gudele. Uh, we also use mobile cinema, short films, to promote peace, dialogue, uh, forgiveness and reconciliation. We do indoor uh, peace dialogues between young people, especially at the community level, and their leaders. That is basically what me and my team do in Juba. So at this point, what are some of the gains or positive impacts of your peace-building initiative within the community so far? One, there is a close relationship between the youth at the community level and their community leaders. All the peace forums we conducted in the community involved the community leaders in mobilizing the people and even facilitating it. And now it's very easy even to mobilize people for, for peace forums because we simply connect the youth leaders at the community level and the, and, and the local leaders, sometimes the blog leader or the chief, even the women leaders. So they now work together to bring people together for peace forums. But we also saw an increased number of youth participating in peace building arena. Uh, we have now 18 peace clubs that were created because of the initiatives we did this year in July there, where we gave young people seed grants to do their own activities at the community level. Uh, but we also saw a group of young people, especially the former gang group members and even current gang members in Gudele and Gumbo, uh, they came freely for an intergenerational dialogue on ending gang violence in Gudele, and they agreed to be part of the short film on ending gang violence that was produced by the youth in Inyakron. We had an initiative there with a youth group, and we also saw people talking about hate speech, and a short film on hate speech was produced, and it was shown to several schools in that area there. So those are basically what we, we believe are the positive outcomes of our, of our initiatives. But the linkage between youth and community leaders is what we take as very important because to us, as the beginning of working together to create peace in the community. Right. So from the way you speak, it seems um, the initiative has been uh, well received by the people. So have you experienced any kind of challenge? We cannot deny that we really faced some challenges. Challenges are there. But sincerely, people want peace. We only face challenges where we don't involve our community leaders. Some of them say this is my area, I need to be included in this process. But where we said, work with the chiefs, go and first hold a meeting with the chief, let him know the, the project that you're taking to the community and what is his or her role in that project. Everything was accepted. And people came freely to attend the peace forums. And we believe they learned the messages we sent to them and also extended it to those who didn't attend. 
So sincerely, the communities in Juba really want peace, and they were very happy uh, of us taking these initiatives there. Even uh, others are requesting that some of our activities, like the peace forums, should continue so that every person in that community is able to see those films on peace and dialogue and youth unity. But of course, the limitation is sometimes in funding. But the community is willing uh, to learn peace and to be in peace. The progress you are making with your team is a very impressive one, very, very impressive indeed. So how can other young people become peace ambassadors and engage in similar activities to bring peace and social cohesion within their respective communities? What would be your advice in this regard? My fellow young people, peace building is not something difficult. It's even not what I studied but it is what I am doing because I want to see peace in my community. So if you also want to see peace in your community, which we really need, it's very simple. Just learn what peace is, learn what forgiveness is, learn what reconciliation is, and how do you take this knowledge to your peers. Where you sit with your brothers and sisters, talk about peace building, its importance in the community, uh, but also you know, take the courage to understand your community. What are the problems facing you people in the community? Uh, we believe it is social uh, disunity among the people, but there are several other problems that are facing you in your community, and you have to learn those problems. You have to be able to see that there is a problem, and you have an importance in resolving that problem. And then don't work alone. Create a team in your community and visit your chief, visit your blog leader, your women leaders, visit them and they let them know that you, you want to build peace and you are capable of seeing problems in your community and coming up with solutions. So peace building is as simple as that. It begins with understanding what peace building is. There are already so many youth groups that are existing at the community level Join them and become part of those groups, build peace together. There are those that are doing peace building, there are those that are doing trauma healing, which is still a peace building, there are those in agriculture. You know, just find that group, that peace club that you can uh, positively contribute to your community. There is nothing good in joining gang groups. You might even end up losing your life, but building peace is, you know, is, it's very important both for you in your community. What kind of support do young people engaged in peace building activities require from the government and non-government organizations? To the government, we need the space to be able to uh, also contribute positively. Uh, you know, there are so many youth initiatives in Juba doing a lot of activities, but these activities are not being uh, recognized a lot. It's like um, the efforts of young people in building peace are not so much considered as important. And to me, uh, there should be you know, a linkage between community level peace building and national level peace building. For example, the ongoing uh, implementation of the peace agreement should consider all those uh, young people's groups at the community level that are doing well in peace building and see how they can incorporate the activities at the national level to see that uh, young people feel, you know, included and they, 
doing something positive for the country. To uh, the national NGOs, we know a lot of them are really doing well with the youth. They are giving us the trainings. Several workshops are ongoing on how to, to understand your role in community as a young person. I am a beneficiary of uh, workshops and trainings. But I want to see that people are so included from the beginning of project initiation to until the project ends so that uh, we are not simply sent to the community to implement a project, but we are capable of initiating a project, writing it, and even uh, seeking funds to implement this project. That's what we demand as young people, because if you look around Juba, you realize that there are so many youth groups, but they're not funded. But again, they're unable to come up with programs or writing project proposals that really resolves the problem in the community. So to me, it's a challenge that can be resolved by the NGOs, by involving them. Train us, train the young people, uh, involve them in uh, project initiation until the end of the project. And fund them, give them seed grant to do their own initiatives at the community level. You know, give them all the financial support and technical support where we are able to learn. And after learning this thing, it should not end there. Let us be able to also implement this uh, knowledge. Like if, if you teach me trauma, give me the opportunity to teach my fellow people about trauma in the community level. That is what I think the NGOs uh, can do. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And it has been nice having this conversation with you. Step up. Inspiring young minds. Well, that was Benson Binya, a peace-building champion who is currently working with more than 10 youth groups in the city and the surrounding suburbs to foster peaceful coexistence in his community. As a young person, have you been inspired by this? Well, you should. Actually, think of ways you can contribute to peace-building activities in your community. Peace building itself is a long-term process of engaging people to talk, repairing relationships, and reforming institutions. For such a positive change to last, everyone affected by a destructive conflict like the one we had in South Sudan here has to be involved in the process of building peace. It can be bringing different groups together to discuss the issues or using film and media to help people understand the viewpoints of others. This can also be done by providing support to formal processes of negotiation between conflicting groups or by ensuring that marginalized groups can have a say. Peace is built when we break down stereotypes and when different groups work together. So as a young person, take this as a challenge and do something to make a difference in your community and the country at large. Step up. Inspiring young minds. Now, following the signing of the 2018 Revitalized Peace Agreement to end the conflict in South Sudan, the government created national and state ministries of peace building to spearhead peace building processes and initiatives, as well as to enhance social cohesion. Leon Lemery George is the Director General of the State Ministry of Peace Building in Central Equatoria. I asked him earlier how the State Ministry of Peace Building is engaging and supporting the youth in the country. For the Ministry of Peace Building, and as a person, I believe that there is power in youth in the processes of peace building. 
Central Equatorial State celebrated the International Day of Peace under the theme End Hostilities, Build Peace. And this is basically referring us back to how much youth we lost in the processes of getting power. We believe that the state and the nation-building processes where viable institutions of government are established, fair laws are enacted, and ideal law enforcement is undertaken, will shape and build up a coherent, honest, and responsive citizenry who are the youth we are targeting in the peace-building processes. So as a ministry, we have a mandate to map out conflicts, like here. What are the issues that youth feel it is a threat to their progress? We need to map that. And the available peace-building uh, instruments, like youth uh, organizations, women organizations, which are they? And then after knowing them and their roles and their responsibilities, as a ministry, we look into initiating inspiring policies to motivate youth to reach their full potentials. As of now, we look at youth as firewood, which for us, we want to turn this firewood into fire distinguishers. Youth should become potential enough to say no for destruction, yes for development. And that is where we shall realize South Sudan we wanted. We wanted the youth to interact with the government to understand what is the government planning for them so that the youth themselves should have a plan or a vision of what they want to be in the future. So that now these two plans are married together to produce the plan that we want to use for developing the youth to their fullest potential so that some of us will not sit in the offices until you wait for the 65 years if you have already this age group that has come up with all that full strength. For youth to realize that, I think it is very important that they should start looking into uh, creating platforms where they reach themselves in the whole country, not necessarily limiting them to central equatorial state because they are central equatorial state youth. The country is going to be for all of you. So all of you must reach yourselves and then know yourselves so that one day when you sit on the table as Council of Ministers, you already knew yourselves and you knew your direction and you will take us to where you want to take your country. And the other thing is that the youth must be holding some constructive conversation with the government. Because sometimes at certain ends, youth uh, may think that this government is not serving them. No, it is your government. But it is only that the communication between you and the government has not been there or has not been healthy enough. So it needs to be strengthened so that you know what is the government planning for you, so that the government also know what you think you want that is not included in this plan, so that the plan for the country becomes a plan for all of us. I urge the youth to desist from the sense of belonging to a group, belonging to a tribe, belonging to a political party. So think bigger through your organizations. You develop a common goal for yourselves. It is this common goal that may guide you, may also guide the government in policy design so that our policies become inclusive enough 
Otherwise, um, a country without young men is a dead country. Step up, inspiring young minds. As a Christian organization, TF and South Sudan is working to see people freed from poverty and injustice and living transformed lives. And as part of its holistic approach to achieve this, TFN is undertaking several peace-building initiatives, such as addressing root causes of conflict and restoring broken relationships. Lam Cosmas Oriem is the peace-building and recovery specialist at TFN South Sudan. He now explains the concept of peace-building in general and why it is important in a post-conflict era and how young people can take part in the country's peace-building process. It's a pleasure to be here with you. You know, we cannot talk about peace building without first understanding the concept of peace from which it is derived. What then is peace? My best definition or description of peace is the Hebrew word shalom. And you know that shalom is the language that was spoken by our Lord Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace. Shalom refers to a state of being in or having the right relationship at four levels. The first level is right relationship with God, right relationship with self, right relationship with neighbors. That is the third level. And the fourth level is right relationship with the environment. That's the mother earth, including the soil, waters, vegetations, animals, and all creations. It is the same word peace used in Islam, shalam, and literally means peace. Also used in greeting as salam alaikum, peace be with you. So this is the foundation of peace building. Therefore, what is peace building? Peace building is an array of processes, approaches, and stages of activities needed to transform conflict towards more sustainable and peaceful relationship. You see, takes us back. The things that we do to build relationship, because when you are in good relationship, that is really the bare minimum of understanding peace. It is a process of changing unjust structures through right relationship, it aims at transforming the way people, communities, and societies live. It heals and structures their relationship to promote justice and peace. Justice is doing the right thing, doing what is right. And then creating a space in which mutual trust, respect, interdependence is fostered. You remember what? Desmond Tutu said something that unites us, Ubuntu, I am because we are. Since we are, therefore I am. Interdependent. We exist, but because of others. Peace building is therefore a long-term, deliberate, sustained community engagement. In the context of South Sudan, it should be number one. Because peace building seeks to address the underlying causes of the conflicts. Why did we reach in this stage? We should understand it so that we can remove it. It is important because it helps us as a people of South Sudan to resolve our differences peacefully and lay the foundation to prevent future violence. You know that from the time after independence, 2013, 2016, and up to now, there are so many intercommunal violence. So peace building will help us in this. Peace building helps to prevent violence and chaos creating an environment that will support self-sustaining, durable peace, reconciling op opponents and preventing violence from reoccurring. This is why peace building is very important in the context of post-conflict South Sudan.
Now, why and how can young people be involved? My emphasis and my encouragement to young people is that youth or being young is a period of transition from childhood to adulthood. This comes with responsibilities for today and for the future. Therefore, because of who they are, a transitional means that they are taking the role for today and the future. Young people must champion the cause for peace and peace building. Understanding peace and taking part in the action for creating it, that's peace building. So how can young people do this? Young people need to change the trajectory. The trajectory, what is the current trajectory? Again, it is a task for young people to understand why do we respond with violence? Why is there chaos? Why is there corruption? Young people should change this trajectory of the current violent responses. I'll suggest four areas. Number one is social cultural. Let us look understand the context through analysis and take our place to transform existing structures in supporting dialogue, including an intergenerational dialogue about these structures and the future. Young people should not wait. They should be proactive. That is the peace building term we use. Be proactive, not reactive. Reactive being firefighters. No, prevent the fire. So be proactive. Number two, social political. As part of civil society, young people should connect and participate actively in the public life through mobilizing, organizing, and training. I know young people in the world, they love Obama. Obama started by mobilizing, organizing local communities. So let us do that, young people. Thirdly, economic. Where do we get money? There are many areas of making money. Young people should position themselves from local resources and see how to get money because money is needed. And the last aspect is promotion and respect for human rights, the dignity of each and every person. So young people must be custodians of life in this country. Then in that way, the country is in the hands of young people. Not tomorrow, today. If you don't have it today, then what will you have tomorrow? You should have it now, then you keep it tomorrow. Step up, inspiring young minds. And that brings us to the end of this episode of Step Up on Youth and Peace Building in South Sudan. My name is Rosemary Wilfred, the Media and Communication Manager at TFN South Sudan. Thanks for listening, and I hope you join us again next time. I'll leave you with a song, Let's Stand Together. This is a song produced by South Sudanese artists as a campaign song to encourage people to embrace peace across the country.
up on your people Cause God has some reason to call upon your name A people are dead, dying every day A children are crying, crying for a peace uh-huh. A safe family, break away for you Seeing children cry every day, it's no fun. Seeing the people run die every day, it's no fun. Making mothers widows every day, it's not fun. Making orphans to see every day, we need to come to gun and stop all these things. Say yes, we can win when we come together. Yes, we can win. Let me hear you say yes, we can win. We need to stand together. Someone tell me what I want on this wall of corruption. Every day me hear them, my people are crying. Stop gun shooting, we don't wanna see you fighting. That's what we really come and sing for the people do. Well, I don't wanna be sucking, I never wanna be sucking. I know, mama be got a ban, mama be got a ban, abu abu got a ban, my jere jere. Yeah, Jama, there is something that we can do. Yeah, yeah. Think about the future, think about the children, think about the people suffering. We need to stand together. We can win. Step up, inspiring young minds.